I'm Dr. Joe Esposito, and welcome to our podcast for the health of it. Remember to subscribe to our podcasts, and I'll help you naturally get well and stay well. The information presented on this program is not intended to take the place of your personal physician's advice, and it is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Discuss this information with your own physician or healthcare provider to determine what is right for you. Are you suffering needlessly? Dr. Joe can give you advice on how to naturally get well and stay well. Dr. Joe Esposito. We're talking about how the gut influences just about every disease known to man. Now, if you missed the beginning, we talked about it. We talked about uh, when you eat bad foods like gluten, glyphosate, which is weed killer, uh, bad bacteria, bad diet, it releases a chemical in your, in your gut called zonulin. Zonulin is a chemical that makes the, the walls, the cells in between your gut open up. And that allows bad things to be absorbed into the blood. It's called leaky gut syndrome. And when bad things get absorbed into your blood, the immune system attacks them. And that causes what's called a systemic inflammatory reaction. Systemic meaning your whole body. And when that occurs, the inflammation can trigger certain genes that might lead to disease. Now, I'm not saying I've found a cure of all disease here. I'm saying this is how the gut can influence genetic response that can lead the body to have uh, a disease reaction. And autoimmune diseases like celiac, type 1 diabetes, multiple sclerosis, irritable bowel syndrome, uh, gluten sensitivity, obesity even can be uh, your gut. They, they've done studies now, and I, I reported on this years ago, and now it's becoming mainstream, where they can do a fecal transplant. Sounds like fun. They can take the bacteria out of a healthy person and put it in a sick person and then help recolonate the colon, like seeding the colon, with good bacteria. Now, that's a little extreme, so why don't we just try to build up the good bacteria in everybody's gut all the time and have everybody have a healthy gut? That would be my approach to healthcare, but I'm also a realist, and I know that's not going to happen. Very select few people actually take care of themselves. So the gut, uh, the fecal transplant is something that's been uh, going on now, and they found that people that are thin— have certain bacteria in their colon that fat people don't have. Now, I used to be fat, so I can say the F word. And so what they're doing is they're taking the bacteria from skinny people and transferring it into the colon of fat people to help them get skinny people bacteria, which will help with metabolism. And it seems to work somewhat. So now we're looking at what about people that have healthy guts? What if somebody has a disease? What if we gave them, instead of a blood transfusion, a fecal transfusion? And the research is coming up strong, and it seems pretty positive, actually, which is kind of weird. But my goal would be, instead of having somebody else's fecal matter put in my colon, what if I had the healthy colon, and I could donate the good bacteria to other people? I like giving blood. I donate blood every chance I can. And I like the way it makes me feel. I feel good about it. I don't know. I just have a good day after I donate blood. But I also figure somebody who's scoring a pint of my blood is going to get, is going to score. They're going to hit the lottery. And I have no problem, you know, it's a selfless act. I have no idea who's going to get it. I don't get paid for it. Um, I know American Red Cross sells the blood. They make money off it, but that's not my problem. That's whatever they want to do. I don't mind giving the blood. It's pretty cool. They gave me a t-shirt last time, woohoo. But I like giving blood because I figure I got good stuff to give. And so who knows, maybe fecal transplants will be a thing in your future for everyone. So we're talking about how the gut and the bacteria, we talked about how it opens up the cell walls. Now, I mentioned cancer at the end. Now, again, I'm not saying I have a cure for cancer, but the inclusion of cancer on the list might seem odd, 
But some researchers believe that gut microbiome, the bacteria in your colon, may actually end up being a game changer in cancer prevention and treatment. Not only have gut bacteria been shown to influence gene expression, how the genes react, turning some genes on and some genes off, but published in 2018, they found that gut microbes, uh, micro, mi- microbiome, the bi- microbes, actually control anti-tumor immune responses in your liver and that antibiotics can also alter the composition of the immune cells in your liver, triggering growth. So antibiotic, anti meaning what? Against. Biotic meaning life. Probiotic in favor of life. So probiotics are really kind of coming front and center when it comes to healthcare now. When years ago, I remember when I was a kid, Dr. Waltman was my medical doctor in Hoboken, New Jersey, and he would give us antibiotics for everything. As you had an itch, antibiotics, you had a cut, antibiotic, whatever it was, antibiotics. Never was the term probiotic, I don't even know if it existed at the time, but it was never mentioned. So that really messed up everybody's colon back in the 60s and 70s. Now we're finding if you take antibiotics, the doctors will usually say, take a probiotic. It may not be as inclusive as I'd like the suggestion to be, but at least we're going in the right direction. So probiotics, good things. Antibiotics can kill off the good bacteria as well as the bad, and that can lead now to certain types of tumor growth. So certain gut bacteria promote inflammation, and that's the underlying factor in virtually all cancers, whereas other bacteria can suppress it. So the presence of certain gut bacteria has been shown to boost the patient's response to anti-cancer drugs. I'm going to say that statement again. Certain bacteria have been shown to boost the patient's response to anti-cancer drugs. So now we're combining the holistic healthy world with the allopathic medical world and saying, if we're taking anti-cancer drugs, what if... We also build up the colon. What if we build up the immune system in that patient? One way the gut bacteria prove the effectiveness of cancer treatment is by activating your immune system and allow it to function more efficiently. Researchers actually found that when these specific microbes are present, certain anti-cancer drugs may not, are absent, I'm sorry, if these certain bacteria are not there, certain anti-cancer drugs don't work as well. That's pretty cool. So now we're not just saying, hey, we're going to treat the cancer. Now we're saying, let's treat the patient along with treating the cancer. And that excites me. And that's why we're seeing a lot of autoimmune therapy, not immune therapy, I'm sorry, for cancer patients. Well, years ago, it was just chemo and that was it. And some people made it and some people didn't. Now we're finding instead of using chemo, what if we built up the person's own immune response to fight off the cancer and maybe use chemo as well? Very exciting research. So gut bacteria also is involved in antiviral defense. Harvard Medical School, uh, October 18th, 2020. For the first time, Harvard medical researchers have identified a specific population of gut microbes that modulate both localized and systemic immune responses that ward off viral invaders. There are bacteria in your gut that can fight off viruses. The work pinpoints a group of gut microbes and a specific species within that group that causes immune cells to release virus-repelling chemicals known as type 1 interferons. Good bacteria causes your body to release interferons, type 1 interferons, that can fight off viral infections. The researchers further identified the precise molecule 
shared by many gut bacteria within that group that unlocks the autoimmune protective, the immune protective cascade. That molecule, researchers said, is not difficult to isolate and could become the basis for drugs that boost antiviral immunity in humans. How exciting is that? Drugs, microbes, that would stimulate the immune response to, cre- to produce type 1 interferon that can kill cancer cells. Pretty neat stuff. Findings still need to be replicated and confirmed. Of course, this is very new, but you know me. I like to report on things uh, new. I like to be cutting edge. So the bacteria initiate a signaling, ca- a signaling cascade that induces the release of interferon beta, and that protects against viral invasions by stimulating immune cells to attack the viruses, causing virus-infected cells to self-destruct. It's basically what I just said, saying it again. The body attacks the viruses, the, the viruses blow up. Now, I've talked a lot in the past about the role of vitamin D. Recent research highlights the role of vitamin D in gut health and systemic immunity. Systemic means your whole body. An article published January 21st, 2020 in Frontiers in Immunology states, the autoimmune disease diseases tend to share a predisposition for vitamin D deficiency. Autoimmune diseases tend to share a predisposition for vitamin D deficiency, which alters the microbiome and the integrity of the gut epithelial layer. It's exactly what we've been talking about. Vitamin D, people that have autoimmune diseases seem to have lower vitamin D levels. So vitamin D has several direct and indirect regulatory effects on your immune system. So it can affect so many different things. Vitamin D can help the brain. It can fight certain types of, help fight certain types of cancer. It can help with the immune system. It can help the body absorb calcium. And then vitamin K2 can drive it into the bones. I talked a while ago about the disconnect between the scientific research and how patients are treated. And I don't know why this disconnect exists. Now, granted, I'm a bit of a nerd and I research constantly. So I know a lot of doctors don't know this stuff. A lot of doctors listen to my shows and I've heard from colleges and and grammar schools and high schools. They ask permission to air my shows in school as teaching aids. Major universities take my shows that I do just for the public and they use as teaching aids in graduate and postgraduate work for doctors, for researchers. It's pretty darn cool. You get it every day if you want to on our website, drjoe.com. We have over about 2,000 hours of podcast audio and video. It's a lot of information there. You could have it for free. If you're a podcast junkie, follow us, Dr. Joe for the health of it on your podcast service, Dr. Joe for the health of it. And listen there. Listen on our website. Uh, we have podcasts. We have articles. Our website's a great source of information, drjoe.com. And so a lot of doctors will search our website for ways to treat their patients or better ways to treat their patients. But again, I was talking about the disconnect. And I don't know, chiropractic, most effective, least expensive treatment for back pain. Most effective, least expensive treatment for back pain. Now, the VA is sending patients to us because they realize it's very effective in many back pain patients. Insurance companies, some of them are actually requiring you to get chiropractic care before you even consider surgery, which is great. It's covered by almost all insurances. We accept almost every insurance out there. Medicare, Peach Care, which is, you know, forms of Medicaid. So it's covered by just about everything. It's less expensive and more effective in many cases. I don't know why you're not making an appointment to come see us. 
there's a disconnect between the research and how people are being treated. And I hope someday in my lifetime we see it that if you have back pain, you got to go to your chiropractor first, get an evaluation, and the quality doctors will be able to say, yes, you're a chiropractic case, or no, you're not. Let's send you to a physical therapist, an orthopedist, a neurologist, a neurosurgeon, psychiatrist. Let's get to the cause of the problem, not just treat the symptoms. Sometimes it's gynecologist. Maybe you have a tumor in your uterus causing back pain. So we work very closely. We have a referral network that we've set up to get you to the doctor that you need instead of you just guessing, gosh, I don't know what I need. Let me try this. Let me try that. My team of doctors are trained to get you to the doctors that we feel are going to be the best for you. No guarantees, no promises, but that's what we try to do. So there's a major disconnect. The research on nutrition, gluten we just talked about. We talked about bad bacteria, probiotics, prebiotics. The research is there. Many doctors don't even know it's there, though. And that's what we're trying to do is teach the doctors uh, that it's out there and teach you. So if you do want to make an appointment, go to our website, drjoe.com. We have offices in Marietta, Duluth, Stockbridge, and West Cobb. In the Atlanta area, drjoe.com, drjoe.com. Can't beat it. Uh, simple, easy. You can call us if you have questions. Book an appointment right online. Uh, we take almost every insurance out there. If you've ever been in a car accident, folks, I've been, doing, I've been seeing patients now between my education and my practice for about 40 years. I have never seen a car accident where the car was damaged, but the patient wasn't. If the car is damaged, you need to come see us immediately. Don't waste time because the insurance companies will jerk you around. Oh, you weren't hurt. You didn't go to the doctor right, right away. A gap in care, they call it. And with a gap in care, they'll deny your claim. And then you got to fight them. And it's just a nightmare. Just come see us. And the quicker you get to us, the faster hopefully we can get results with you too, which is kind of cool. So drjoe.com. Initial visit is normally $720. You get a lot for that. We've reduced it to $299. Exam, x-rays, consultation, first adjustment, going over the x-rays on your follow-up visit, and a complete nutrition evaluation. Stop suffering. Make the call. Every day, every day, every hour of every day, I hear patients tell me, Dr. Joe, why didn't I do this sooner? Why did I wait so long? Stop procrastinating. Nothing more important than your health. No one has ever been on their deathbed saying, gosh, I wish I didn't take such good care of myself. I wish I'd, uh, I wish I, I'm glad I went out and drank and did all those bad things. They always say, gosh, I wish I'd taken better care of myself. So just take better care of yourself. DrJoe.com. We'll see you soon. Let me talk, <coughs> excuse me. <coughs> Let me talk more about the role of vitamin D. Vitamin D has, like I said, direct and indirect uh, effects on the regulatory system of the immune system. The relationship between vitamin D and autoimmunity is complicated. Okay, that's our, that's our status. You and vitamin D, complicated. Aside from autoimmune suppression, vitamin D also appears to improve autoimmune disorders. By the way, it affects the microbiome, the bacteria, composition, and the gut barrier. So it can affect it directly, but it could also keep the colon healthy so you don't get these bad things being absorbed. A review of, of research shows your vitamin D status alters the composition of your gut microbiome, the bacteria. Generally speaking, here it comes. Vitamin D deficiency tends to increase bad bacteria, while higher vitamin D levels tend to increase good bacteria. I can't make it any simpler than that for you folks. Research is still slim on vitamin D's impact on gut bacteria, especially in patients with autoimmune disease, but the early research is pretty clear. And the nice part is it does no harm. Now, too much of it will. 
but you want to keep your vitamin D level. Now, I take Dr. Joe's vitamin D every single day. I take five drops of Dr. Joe's vitamin D. It's a liquid with vitamin K2, five drops a day. If I'm feeling sick, I'll take 50 drops of Dr. Joe's vitamin D for three days, then cut back to a lower level again. So vitamin D, uh, I can't imagine it's, it's, it's the least expensive insurance company, uh, insurance policy you'll ever buy. DrJoe.com, you can pick it up there. We'll ship it to you. You can come pick it up at any of our offices. We have it at all our offices, save some, save some shipping costs. But yeah, vitamin D, I don't know. If I was Grand Poobah Universe, instead of forcing everything else on people, I would say I'm going to force that you have to take vitamin D. And let's see what happens. The nice part is not a lot of downside unless you're overdose on it. Now, I also take Dr. Joe's Super Greens and Dr. Joe's Essential Source. If you're not taking these three things, shame on you. Very inexpensive, very effective. Super Greens and Essential Source are two powders. I mix them together. Coconut milk or almond milk, make a smoothie out of it, shake it up and drink it. Amazing. Tastes great. You can add a frozen banana in there for some reason you don't like to taste. Add a frozen banana, some frozen berries to it, part of your smoothie. Then I add five drops of vitamin D right in there, and that's how I start my day. Now, I take other supplements, too. I take omega-3 fatty acids for my brain. I take digestive enzymes if I eat cooked meals because I'm getting older and I want to digest my food. I take B-complex. I take adrenal support. Uh, So I take a whole myriad. I take uh, uh, nitric oxide, which opens up your blood vessels. Boy, you feel great when you take nitric oxide. So many people, including many of our doctors, Dr. Irwin especially, he works out a lot. He says he takes four nitric oxides before his workout. He goes, it's unbelievable, the difference. My friend Tim and Bob, they, they're mountain bike, bikers. They'll take it after work, after a mountain bike. They're not sore the next day. So it's not only helpful long-term, you can use it for an energy boost. And you can also use it as a medicinal, so to speak, for working out. Before or after, it gives you a ton of energy. So don't take it if you're on low blood pressure. That's the only thing I can tell you. If you have low blood pressure, I wouldn't recommend nitric oxide, but... Nitric oxide, super green, essential source, uh, vitamin D, again, B-complex, digestive enzymes. I also take probiotics because we're talking about the gut and how important it is to have good bacteria in your gut. So I take Dr. Joe's probiotics. And by the way, essential source has prebiotics and probiotics in it. Prebiotics feed the probiotics. So it kind of keeps them nourished. So yeah, super green, essential source, probiotics, vitamin D, glutathione I take for my immune system. I can't imagine why you're not doing it. It's so cheap, so easy. And I love when patients say, well, Dr. Joe, I'm not good at taking it. Put it on your counter. When you wake up in the morning, don't do anything until you take your supplements first. That's what I do. And if I have company coming over, I have a little plastic basket. I got it at the dollar store, I think. And I put it in a basket and I put it in my pantry. Company leaves, I put it back out again. Really simple. You can put it in your refrigerator. You open the refrigerator, there it is. It don't have to be refrigerated, but it might remind you. But vitamin D, such an impact on the gut, such an impact on the immune system. It supports intestinal immune cell, uh, defenses in the gut. Vitamin D is one of the most critical components required to maintaining those tight junctions, keeping the body tight uh, and working, uh, keeping the cells tight so you can't absorb the bad junk. So vitamin D deficiency uh, or supplementation changes the, micro, the microbiome. Uh, and it, manipulation of bacteria abundance and the composition of the things of the diseases of the, of the things that can cause the diseases to manifest. Lack of vitamin D signaling uh, due to dietary deficiency can impair physical and functional barrier integrity of the gut. That's the cells in the gut that open up and let bad stuff in. It keeps them tight so bad stuff can't get in there. 
and it allows bacterial interactions to either stimulate or inhibit the immune response. And your innate immunological defense may be compromised if you're vitamin D deficient. Can I make it any easier? I don't think so. So all this information drives home an important point. Reseeding your gut with beneficial bacteria can keep these bad microbes in check and optimize your vitamin D levels can help prevent, avoid leaky gut syndrome. Stay away from wheat, stay away from dairy, because dairy has casein, which acts like similar to gluten in the body. So stay away from the things that cause the inflammatory reaction, pesticides as well. Eat as much organic food as possible. Now, I don't eat 100% organic, but the less I eat of non-organic, the better off I'm going to be. Eating fermented foods would be great. Non-dairy kefir, non-dairy yogurt, uh, fermented vegetables, you know, uh, sauerkraut, kimchi, very good for the gut. I take Dr. Joe's probiotics to keep my colon healthy. So probiotics, essential source, super greens, really, really, really important, and vitamin D for this talk about the health and the permeability of the gut. Now, antibiotics, you know, indiscriminately kill good bacteria as well as bad bacteria. That's why secondary infections and lowered immune function are common side effects of antibiotics. You treat one thing, you get another thing. Chronic low-dose exposure to antibiotics through food also takes its toll on your gut. And that can result in chronic diseases and increased risk of drug resistance. So where do we get chronic low-dose? How about to eat commercial animal products like meats and dairy products? They're usually given antibiotics. You eat their flesh and their excretions. You get little amounts of antibiotics over time. Not a good idea. Another reason why I don't eat meat and dairy products. Many, many reasons, but one of them is I want to do that. If you're going to eat meat and dairy, which you shouldn't, make sure it's organic. I don't want you eating it anyway, but if you have to eat it, do that. And last but not least, you want to avoid things that disrupt or kill off your good bacteria. Things like antibiotics, of course, unless absolutely necessary. Sometimes it's necessary. If it is, you need to get on a good probiotic regimen to rebuild your gut, which you should be on anyway. Conventionally raised meats and other animal products. These animals are routinely fed low-dose antibiotics and genetically engineered foods and glyphosate. We talked about that earlier. Glyphosate is 10 times worse than gluten for opening up the, the lining of your cell walls in the gut. Processed foods, excessive sugar feeds the bad bacteria. How about chlorinated or fluorinated water? Chlorine and fluorine act like antibiotics. They kill bacteria in pools and in hot tubs. They also can kill it in your gut. I use a whole house water filter. Um, I use a company, it's on the website. There's a link under clinics. If you click on the link under clinics, you'll see a link to the water filter company I use. Uh, PureLifeWaterGA.com is their website. Um, they're expensive, but it's well, well worth it because every drop of my water in my house is filtered. Even things like antibacterial soap because you're killing off the good bacteria. We started talking about uh, too much hygiene. We're too clean. Regular soap works better than antibiotic, antibiotic soap because it kills off just the bad stuff. It doesn't have a long-lasting effect. So soap and water works fine. You don't need antibacterial soap. Now, folks, I gave you a lot of information. If you're excited about wanting to get well, I would love to have offer the opportunity for you to become one of our patients. Imagine being treated by our doctors. So if you go to our website, drjoe.com, drjoe.com, we have in the Atlanta area, Marietta, Duluth, Stockbridge, and West Cobb. We would love to be your doctors. So you can book an appointment right there. We accept almost all insurances, car accidents, sports injuries. Uh, initially, the first visit is $720. We've reduced that 58% reduction to, to 299 
exam, x-rays, consultation, first adjustment, next visit going over the x-rays, and a complete nutrition evaluation. You're not going to get that anywhere else, I promise you. The nutrition alone is worth the first visit. But be ready to get well and stay well. Chiropractic usually takes a few visits. Do me a favor. I gave you all this information, hopefully changed your life. Do me a favor now. Follow us on social media, at Dr. Joe Esposito. Uh, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and Twitter. Please follow us. We need as many followers as we can get. And if you like podcasts, go to your podcast service, Dr. Joe for the health of it. Dr. Joe for the health of it on your podcast. Again, the website, drjoe.com. Thanks for tuning in. Tell your friends about the show. Thanks for listening to For the Health of It. Remember to subscribe to this podcast and I'll help you naturally get well and stay well. You can also listen to and call into my radio show live Sunday evenings from 7 to 9 Eastern Time on wsbradio.com and on a WSB Radio app.